Welcome to SBO Perspectives, the pulse of school business. In the official podcast of ASBO International. Yes, and I am Dr. Jack R. Mitchell, here along with the esteemed... John Bricado. And we are heading from a whole new state. And for folks listening out there, you'll really enjoy this very informative podcast. I'll let John go and introduce. Yeah, today we have Ryan Pendleton. He's the executive director of the North Coast Shared Services Alliance. But more recently, um, he started that position, but he's been in school districts uh, for the majority of his career, primarily in the Akron Public School District. But we jump into uh, a lot of different topics with Ryan today and really how he sees the profession going uh, nationwide and really gives us some cool insight into how he's been an integral part of the Ohio funding formula for public schools. So we hope you enjoy our conversation today. So here's our interview with Ryan Pendleton. Today on the podcast, we have Ryan Pendleton. Ryan is the executive director of the North Coast Shared Services Alliance. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you. Hey, Ryan. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. No, we really appreciate this, Ryan. I mean, you know, we've heard a lot of good things. Um, And as you know, John and I, we ventured with this almost about two years now. And as we're progressing and going on this journey, um, we've now expanded, uh, right? So with ASWA International, this has really become, uh, for us, a pleasure to have these experiences, right, with folks all across the country and like yourself. So, um, you know, and now we're moving into the great state of Ohio. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. right. That's right. So, so let's kick off. I mean, for the, our listeners out there, we always want to get them have a sense before we delve into, um, you know, our, our topic today and whatnot, just to get a maybe a little bit of background about yourself, your experience, um, and, and I guess how you landed to where you are now. Certainly. Well, first, uh, thank you for having me on today, and thanks for bringing it to Ohio and telling Absolutely. the stories of school business officials across the nation, because now is certainly a time that we need to tell these important stories and share how we're managing these exceptional times in school. So thank you so much for uh, hosting me and sharing these stories. So a little bit about myself. I am recently wrapping up an eight-year tenure with Akron Public Schools. Akron is the fifth largest school district in an urban in Ohio. Also where LeBron James from? (laughs) I had to throw that in there. I'm a basketball fan. (laughs) That's right. Just a kid from Akron. And we are very fortunate to have that I Promise School. Uh, The I Promise School is a LeBron James Family Foundation and Partners sponsored school. It is Mm, in the public schools. Oh, wow. It is not a charter school. I know that. Nice. That's great. uh, That's another story into itself. Uh, Great. (laughs) Uh, whole student wraparound approach. Uh, so I'm wrapping up a stint as the chief financial officer in Akron Public Schools. Before that, mm-hmm. I was in a smaller urban in Ohio of about 4,000 students. So almost 18 years in school business officials on September 1st. Mm, very nice. Uh, I started a new position as executive director working with school districts in Northeast Ohio in finance and operations, transportation, and food support. And it really is, I think, what we're going to talk about today in these exceptional times, the needs that these school districts are having, we're able to support them through an educational service center model, which I think has some uh, national reach in some of our colleagues. Mm, Very good. Thanks. 
Interesting. And so what kind of made you jump from being in a district to going to more of a support role for school business officials? Well, I'm at a point in my career where uh, I'm really, the gas tanks filled up to say when I'm able to give back to the profession, I'm able to grow members. I'm really interested in advocacy and legislative. I'm on ASBO's legislative committee. I love writing policy and curriculum. Uh, so I'm really a process person at heart in that technical background, but I love to teach. And awesome. uh, so that's what led me to this position. And since the demand is growing and growing, we have about 50 educational service centers in Ohio, and I'm working for three of them in this capacity. So we're able to stand up these services and serve a lot of needs. And then I can teach and coach and mentor, uh, which is really fulfilling. Definitely busy there. Hands full. Very yeah, busy. Yeah, got a lot going on. So, you know, we as school business officials face similar challenges no matter where we are uh, across the world. But can you maybe outline some challenges for us that you're facing in Ohio and, you know, what might be some that you've encountered with your school district? Definitely. I, I'm theming this era as capacity. Uh, so there's been so much disruption in our daily walks as school business officials. Do we have the capacity? Do we have the capacity to consume these one-time unheard-of resources that have come in through federal monies? Do we have the capacity to find labor um, in this market of teachers, coaches, um, administrative assistants, school bus drivers, food service? Uh, for example, Akron Public Schools, just a few short weeks ago, we were about 165 staff members, instructional staff members short. And I think a lot of people in the nation are facing this. And then as we look to the emerging part of the pandemic, post-pandemic, and the use of these one-time funds, how are we all planning? How are we planning to consume these resources, sustain the new and innovative programs hopefully we're putting in place, and emerge in this new model, this, this 21st century model? And I have some concerns. I think it is putting a lot of pressure on our public K-12s and institutions around the nation. So again, you know, to the extent we can all share stories like this, it's really yes, important. Uplifting, for sure. Well, so, so Ryan, maybe you could speak to, I guess, specific to your state. It sounds like you guys are doing so much to be ahead of the curve here. Um, on the state funding formula, um, I guess, what part, I guess, have you... Or, or do you play? And it's we've heard it's recently been you know revamped. And my my second question here would be, how do you see schools better benefiting from this new formula? Sure thing. Not unlike many states in Ohio, Ohio has been declared an unconstitutional funding model uh, at least four times. The last wow. court opinion on that was twenty five years ago. Uh, wow. It was ruled unconstitutional. Uh, Over-reliance on local property taxes. And we have 600 districts in Ohio. Uh, from We have an island school district in the Great Lakes of five kids. And we have Columbus City Schools with over 50,000 kids. 
We're well, very diverse. That's quite a swath of uh, diversity and demographics there. Right. And, and to try to prepare a formula to meet those needs is very difficult. So about four years ago, a Republican and Democrat in the General Assembly started this bipartisan approach. And instead of them trying to solve it like other lawmakers have tried before, they called together practitioners. Makes sense. I was fortunate among eight superintendents and eight school business official treasurer CFOs to come together over the last four years and write a new formula from scratch. And um, one of those individuals is now the Speaker of the House, um, Speaker Bob Cup. He was the Supreme Court Justice 25 years ago um, in Ohio during the last DeRolf hearing. And he has said that this, and he's an authority, right? So he's said that this is a constitutional framework. And we're in the midst of fully phasing that in over the next couple biennium budgets. So our work begins right now for the next biennium, and we're tweaking the formula, building consensus, uh, and really laying the groundwork for the next steps. Well, it makes sense to bring practitioners together. I mean, that seems so obvious, yet we get so mired down in the political environment that we don't even think to do something that would seem to us so obvious. So that's that's great to hear that um, Ohio has really taken that next step in equitable funding. It was really um, a real blessing to be a part of. And what it did is it gave us 600 plus districts an opportunity to come together for one common purpose and speak with one voice. Because as you can imagine, when you're a small rural district or a large urban district, you might advocate for different things. And this gave us one common purpose and we've continued that. Excellent. That's great. Wow. So, so changing gears a little bit, you spoke to this kind of before, especially with the federal funding, but why do you think more than more now than ever, it's so important to build strong spending plans and budgets, you know, especially in a post-pandemic era? Right. Those demands on our profession right now are of utmost importance to provide clarity, to provide clarity out in future years to stakeholders. And who are those stakeholders? They're the folks around our boards of education, our administration, our academic leadership and superintendent, and our communities. So those stakeholders, understanding how our budget dollars are spent, how and where we can use these monies, not for uh, long-term sustaining rapid increases in salaries, which is getting a lot of attention right now. How do we infuse those money, take care of our employees and staff without increasing our fixed bottom line to an unsustainable level, which we've, we've been hearing those stories in the national conversation in this. But it's, I think our job right now is so important to provide clarity. So to the extent we can provide documentations and processes to our stakeholders where they constantly know where the finances stand is is really taxing, but our most important task right now. Yeah, I think the clarity is really important, especially when you're talking about the federal funding, because 
you know, I've seen a lot of districts around New York State using one-time revenue sources with this federal funding and matching those with recurring expenditures like salaries and benefits and things like that. And, you know, we always talk about this fiscal cliff, and I think something like that is just going to kind of exacerbate this problem. It's nice that we have this infusion of cash to really jumpstart our programs, but we need, as you said, develop a sustainable and, you know, bring clarity to how we're budgeting to make sure that we're not overly reliant on these one-time revenues. Yeah, this is really good. You know, I, I really see here, Ryan, that you you part of this cerebral approach that your state has taken uh, to address these issues um, with clarity as well as the funding. Um, where do you see beyond this? I mean, this is great now to set things up, but down the line, maybe three plus five years, um, where do you see the, the future school business in Ohio, maybe even a nation overall? We, we are at a crossroads. There's no question. And I don't mean that in sense. Like no, it does right? seem like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, we are at a crossroads. We, uh, um, some could look at it as the perfect storm and some could look at it as the perfect opportunity. Yes. We have these one-time infusion of federal dollars to give some perspective uh, for your listeners. Akron Public Schools is about a $350 million budget. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I'll just call it. Uh, ESSER 1, 2, and 3, right, was $150 million. So over $4,000 per student we received. And so the perfect opportunity is to sustain, create and sustain those academic programs that are going to last. And Ryan, how did you how did you communicate such an influx of cash to your community? I'm sure everybody had an opinion on how it should be spent, and you know even your board of education. But how you kind of manage expectations and just implementation of that funding mechanism? Um, constant and repetitive, clear and concise. Um, right, we're school business officials. We could get lost in our spreadsheets. I love to do <laughs> so, but we we created a, a dashboard very simply a gas gauge dashboard mm, like and that. gas gauge one was ESSER one. Here's what we spent the money on. We were virtual operations. So it was pretty easy to show where we spent the money. Gas gauge two, ESSER two, the 40 plus million dollars here were where we spent the money. Gas gauge three is the more complicated one, nine strategic areas. And really, so every month at board and posted monthly reports, we're posting those reports to show what we're doing with the money. It sounds really interesting. And again, back to that clarity piece, really being transparent on how you're spending it and how you intend to spend that money. That's Our awesome. listeners, if they're interested in seeing these gas gauges, are they available on your website or anything? That's right. They are available on the Akron Public School. Just Google Akron Public Schools and you'll find our ESSER webpage. Um, and they can contact me for more resources. I'm still connected to Akron Public Schools here through the end of the calendar year, so would love to support and learn from any of your uh, listeners as well. Great, so please share. I'm sorry, I, I kind of derailed your 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 response earlier on kind of where we're going. Well, you know, as school business officials, I apologize for that. Oh, no, that's that's great. Um, so, at any rate, you know, we've had a, we've had a great conversation with you today, Ryan, and 
every guest we have on the podcast, we always like to give them an opportunity to kind of sum up and give our listeners just a piece of advice, whether you're speaking to a brand new business official that's two months into the job or someone who's been around for 20 years. So that being said, what kind of advice and, and you know strategies can you offer up to those listening today? Advice. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions. If um, join in your colleagues like Jack and John here on podcast, ask questions. Mm-hmm. Nobody has been through this before. No one has. Correct. And so we need to gain. We need to stick together. We need to learn from each other. We need to network. That has been the biggest blessing out of the pandemic is I meet every week on Zoom with the large urban districts in Ohio. We started that in the pandemic. We still do that today. It's been some of the best professional learning. So ask questions. Don't be afraid um, to pause about innovative or expensive programs because you want them to last. You want them to last for kids that are deserving. Okay. Yeah, well, definitely right. some silver lining out of the pandemic, finding new things to con- new new ways rather to connect to our, our colleagues. But uh, Ryan, thank you so much for your time today. Um, it was just a really informative conversation and we're excited to get yes, this out Ryan. to our listeners. Thank you again for tuning in to SBO Perspectives. We hope you enjoyed our conversation today with Ryan. I know we did. And I mean, what a rock star to be an integral piece of a state funding formula. And how obvious is it to bring practitioners into the fold? You know, maybe we can see more of that happen across the nation. I got to tell you, Ryan is intricately involved in the whole school business affairs of the state. I mean, you're talking about the formula. That's not anything to sneeze at. I mean, right. for over 600 districts, you know, he had that expertise, 18 plus years and dual. I mean, you could see why um, he's probably widely sought after to handle a lot of affairs. Very, you know, I, I want to say direct. And the biggest things I got from it are the clarity, right? And and what he provided uh, us and our listeners. And and you know what, John, with that, I, I you know, we never really kind of like um, let our folks know as a reminder, you know, we have gone on this journey and now it's Asthma International. We want you, our listeners, to definitely let us know. We want to not just let us know how it's going, but let us know what your thoughts are. What topics do you want to hear? And yeah, so give us again, some feedback. Yeah, you know, we have um, our website, spoperspectives.com, but more importantly, you know, you can hit us on our email anytime, right, John? Yeah, info at SBO Perspectives. If you have anything that you would like to contribute, if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, we're happy to have you on. Or if there's just topics that you think are really pertinent and should be discussed and you know, we haven't touched on, let us know as well. Yeah. We're always looking for feedback and to make this the most vital resource for you as a school business Absolutely. Because this is around not just New York anymore. This is around the country, around the world, if that. You know, we've, we spoke to folks in UK. We spoke to folks in Canada. So, so please, listeners out there, don't be shy. Don't be bashful. Um, you know, we do have a plethora of topics we are covering uh, throughout the rest of this year. However, we want to hear from you as well and, and get, get some of your thoughts, too. So um, having said that, um, we hope you enjoy this podcast. And um, with that, we're here every week giving you what, you know, we feel is the pulse. And this is going strong. So, yeah. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. See you next week.